Tanya for the 27th of Elul, but first a story. After the passing of the Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe, there was a young man who later on would become one of the most famous uh, mentors, Hasidic mentors in Chabad history. But at that time he was a very young man. His name was Shmuel Grenam. Incidentally, a lot of the notes on the Tanya that inspire the Shir are based on Shmuel Grenam's notes on the Tanya. But at this point he was a very young man. He was a follower of the Tzemach Tzedek. And he wasn't sure who to follow because the Tzemach Tzedek had seven sons and all these sons were incredible personalities, incredible people, and he was he was trying to determine which one of the sons he should pick to become the ne- his next Rebbe, because Chabad at that point split up in seven directions, or maybe five directions, but whatever the case was, there were a lot of options, and this young man didn't know what to do, so he decided the best thing he could do is go to one of the elder Hasidim of the time, and ask this elder Hasid for advice, you know, which Rebbe should he pick next? So he went to a he went to uh, um, an elder chassid called Shmuel Be'er Berisava, and this chassid was a was a big time chacham, and he was a very wise man. And he asked him, which one, should, which one of the children should I make as an, as my as the rebbe? And the the Be'er Berisava told him like this. He said he quoted the the the, the pardon in. In davening, that we say kula mahuvim, kula berurim, kula gedoshim, etc. He he quoted that part of the of the davening. He said they're all special, all the sons. But he said, let me tell you a story. He said one time I came to Lababich to hear uh, maimer from the Semach Sedek, to hear a discourse from the Semach Sedek. And after I heard the discourse, I was very puzzled because it seemed like the Semach Sedek was saying something that was in direct contradiction with a section of. Eitz Chaim, written by the Arizal. Now, that, that's a very authoritative um, part of Kabbalah, so to argue with it is not an easy thing. And the Rebbe Barisafa was worried, how is it possible that a Maimah of the Tzemach could be arguing with Eitz Chaim? He was very bothered about it, and he went to the oldest son of the Tzemach to ask. He got an explanation, but he didn't like it. So he went to every single one of the, the children, one to the next, trying to get the answer to the question he wanted. How could the Tzemach be arguing on the Eitz Chaim? And each one gave an explanation, and each time he just wasn't satisfied with the explanation. And so finally, he was up to the seventh son, but the seventh son, the Rebbe Maharash, was known to be very modern. He wore fancy suits, he was always out of town on business, and he didn't make any impression to be some giant Talmud, Talmudic genius or Kabbalistic genius. And so he was very hesitant to go to the, to the Rebbe Maharash. He was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to have an answer to my question. But he made, he made his way to the Rebbe Marash's house. The Rebbe Marash's lights were on. And as people shouldn't do, he decided to peek into the window. And he peeks in the window and sees the Rebbe Marash sitting down, learning Eitz Chaim exactly in the section where he had his question. And he realized that Rebbe Marash must have come to his, this question on his own as well. So he knocks on the door. And, a, and, a few, and the Rebbe Marash calls out, telling him to wait. And a few minutes later, the Rebbe Marash opens on. And this time, German newspapers were spread across the table. The Eitz Chaim was nowhere to be seen. And the, and the Rebbe Marash tells him, it's late, what's going on? So the Rebbe Barisava tells him like this. He says, I have a question the Eitz Chaim, and I'd like an answer. And the Rebbe Marash says, they say about you that you're a smart Jew... How come you're coming to me with this question? It's I'm going to my brothers. So the chassid, Shmuel Be'er, told him like this. He said, either you tell me the answer, 
or tomorrow morning I'm going to the whole Lubavitch, telling everyone that I saw, I saw that you were learning Eitz Chaim late and early in the morning, you're learning Eitz Chaim, and you're pretending to, to read German newspapers, by tomorrow the entire town of Lubavitch is going to know that you're really just putting on a show to pretend you're a simple businessman, and really there's a lot more going on. So that was a threat that the Rebbe took very seriously. So the Rebbe let him in. And the Shmuel Bear said that the entire night, the Rebbe explained the Eitz Chaim to him. And by the time the night was done, he understood He understood Eitz Chaim. He understood why it wasn't arguing, I guess, or whatever the answer was that he had on the Maimah. And he also understood the Rebbe was someone very special. So he said, you could pick whoever you want to be your next Rebbe, but the Rebbe is, is something entirely different than the rest of the brothers. The Tanya so far is talking about love. This is an 18th letter of the Tanya, the famous one, Mayophis, which talks about the two levels of love, the higher level of love and the lower level of love. Uh, some of this is already explored in the Tanya itself, so it will sound familiar, but of course Al-Tarab is going to give a, a, a lot more, a lot more moving pieces to our understanding of the higher level of love and the lower level of love and how it operates. Letter number 18. How beautiful and how pleasant is Ava Batanugim from Shir Hashim from Shlem HaMelech. And now the Atom is going to explain. There's two different types of love. When a person has a love towards God, there's two ways that it can be expressed. And as we're going to mention soon, there's also two types, there's also two types of fear. But the the connection between the love and the fear are not going to mirror each other exactly perfectly as most people imagine they, they, they have similarities the higher level and the lower level each to each other, the higher level of fear and lower level of fear the higher level of love and the higher level of fear and the lower level of love and the lower level of fear but th- th- at some point this, the similarities end and they become there start to become some differences as we'll explore Ha'achas, the higher level of love which is called a love of delights. Then what is a love of delights? It's a very ambiguous type of terminology. That's what I was going to explain. It's when a person delights wondrously in God. What does this mean? It's when a person delights in wonders of, of God. He has a love and a joy and a joy of the soul tasting God and appreciating that God is good and a delight for a delight like a person delights on, on sweet delights where a person is just enjoying and savoring the moment of delightfulness if you want to if you will now this is something which is not uh, logical love it's something which is entirely super logical it's a person just enjoying God what does that mean when a person enjoys something it's not something because not necessarily they understand the greatness. A person says, you know, I understand why pizza tastes so good. No, it tastes good. It tastes good. You, the, the dullest of people and the brightest of people will equally love pizza. It, it's, nothing, it's not stimulated on intelligence. Same thing with the higher level of love. It's just a person loves God. He's, he's um, enjoying and delighting within God. And on this type of love, it's written, Simchu Tzadikim Ba'ashem. This is a, a foretaste of what Olam Haba is, when uh, the, the world to come, when, when, when the righteous are going to sit with crowns on him, which we spoke about in the previous um, letter. And only, and this is something which is the level of tzaddikim. A tzaddik will delight within God with this type of enjoyment and delight and joy. Just entirely super logical. Not every person gets to have this type of love. And this is the, the level of the love that the Kaihanim have. The level of Kayin is a level of, level of, of Chesed, level of Avab Tanugim, the high level of love. And they 
have this given as a gift. And this is a gift that God gave to the Kahanim. Very interestingly, we're at the same spot in the, a similar spot in in the Rambam, recently talking about the gifts of the Kahanim. And a, and a stranger, says the pastor, who comes to do the service, comes to do the jobs of the Kahanim, gets killed, is liable for death because this is something that's gifted by God to the Kahanim. Same thing with a tzaddik. A tzaddik is gifted by God, this incredible feeling of love towards God. It's not something a person can reach. A person can't work extremely hard and reach a higher level of love. It's something that needs to be gifted to him. The higher level of fear, both levels of fear, but especially the higher level of fear, it, it's, it's, it goes to a person through extremely hard work. In fact, when a person passes away, they ask the person, did you work to have fear of God? Because if you didn't, then, well, then there's a deficiency in the person's service. They don't ask him that question about love, though. Why not? Because the higher level of love is only something that can be gifted. So you can't ask the person, well, how come during your life you didn't try to get the higher level of love? The person will say, well, it's impossible. And they'll be right. So that's not a question that, that, the, that the, the court asks a uh, soul after the 120 years. In regards to silver, it's and again, Tanya talks about the difference between gold and silver, etc., and Kahanim and Levium and the different types of love. But in regards to silver, it says if you um, search after hidden things, the fear of God. Fear of God is something which you could attain. Which means that a person wants to get fear, he needs to work extremely hard, there's no excuses, because every single person could reach it. So again, a lot of these ideas are going to be very familiar because we talked about it in the first book of the Tanya. But in regards to fear, a person can work extremely hard, even the higher level of fear. Now, says al so how does the higher level of love come to a person? If a person works extremely hard, Hard for the lower level of fear, accomplishes the, the, the higher level of fear. At that point, if he's like maxed out his um, potential form of service to God, God will say, okay, now you're ready for the higher level of love and you'll get it as a gift. It's not something that a person could get on their own. It's something which God has to give them. And God will gift it to them if Hashem sees that they've reached the the, the pinnacle of the, the higher level of fear, which means... A person needs to first have a higher level of it, which of course is extremely difficult, and then they'll get it as a gift, which of course is talking about the extremely elevated types of people who have the higher level of, of love. And Al-Tabi gives uh, an example, uh, an, uh, uh, phrase, it says that it's the way of a man to chase after a woman, which means that the, the woman, which is fear, that first that they'll, a person has to um, reach the level of a woman, and then afterwards, the man will chase after Hashem. Will give the person the love of Hashem, the love of Hashem as a gift afterwards. That's the order of how things work. That's a higher level of love. Tomorrow, the Alter is going to talk about the second level of love, the lower level of love, the one that's more attainable by regular people. Thank you so much for joining the Tanya. Tanya is a little mission. Shana b'yav chanu mishlo mani salam panis chasher etzif shmuel daniel kamanyon and fushne from ramach chamish b'siyas debet ramach shemas tzorah kadav chaimish brachat ve'elabet ve'yav liba ve'elabet ve'ed hinda alka rochabas alisa ben alka gold mishu ben sarah parents ben chayid varid leah mishu ben esben and rosh nisu fushlem have a wonderful and very successful day. Thank you so much for joining.